A writer strike ruins everything. Living single is no longer living at all. And Daniel Day Lewis strikes again this week on 30-20-10. Welcome to the show, people. Welcome to 302010, your weekly pop culture time machine where we look 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past. This week, we will be looking at the week Dece- December 29th through January 4th. Happy New Year, everyone. Yay! And in 1988, 1998, and 2008. Happy New Year. It's a good sentiment. Yay! Two mm. years of the show. Yeah, two Ooh. years of the show. Yay! It's but also birthday. the second annual dumping ground that is the first week of January, Ugh. where nothing comes out and everything kind of kind of blows. Mm. Uh, and is definitely one of those times. But stay tuned because man, the reruns and repackaging, pretty sweet. I'm Chris Antista. Uh, Diana Goodman comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Matthew J420 at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to mine something out of this garbage fire, I swear to God. So stay tuned as we take you through three decades of news and entertainment. And as always, we start in 1987. This week we'll be covering December 29th through January 4th. Uh, Typically, a lot of people off work. Uh, I think adults are required to get drunk. But before we dive into the barren landscape of 1987, there's a little bit of news to rattle off. What do we got, Dean? Uh, December 30th, uh, Robert Mugabe is elected president of Zimbabwe. That just Whoa. that just got undone a couple weeks ago. I would not have known his name if not for recent events. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, an interesting guy. Not a good Did he live guy. long enough to become the villain? Oh, very much. <laughs> Ve- very, very much. Yes, Zimbabwe slash Rhodesia has a very strange history. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, this is... Okay, here's a crazy rabbit hole I ended up going down to try to understand the sentence I'm about to say. January 1st, 1988, the American Lutheran Church, the Lutheran Church in America, and the Association of Evangelical Lutheran Churches merges to form the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. That's 3.5 million members. It is the biggest Lutheran denomination in the U.S. So we're corporate consolidating churches, too? Yes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Disney purchased them. So churches just merged in the sentence you just said. Well... The groups of churches, denominations of churches, where there was... Ah, we're pretty much the same. Well, we belong to the American Lutheran Church, and we belong to the Lutheran Church in America. <laughs> not, they're not the same. Yeah, like the People's Front of Judea. It super is that. <laughs> I, I have no idea what any of this means. Is well, it... it probably means something to uh, those 3.5 million Lutherans. Okay, and they, they're the people who... Luther Vandross fans? Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, they, I just want to wrap my head the around The Holy it. Sacrament is a burger with a donut for buns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, most popular baby names of 1987 were, oh man, all these sound familiar. Jessica, Ashla and, uh, Jessica Ashley and Amanda, Michael, Chris, and Matthew, the same as the last three years. Thank mm. you. That's why everyone I know is named Matt, Chris, and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and January 1st, 1988, Dell Computers is incorporated. Whoa. Oh. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Dude, dude. We're getting a deal. <laughs> Sorry, that took, threw me for a loop. Uh, and that's the news. 
Uh, so no one's really debuting much of anything no. during this week. Not in movie theaters. Like you said in the previous episode, Diana, the mu- music kind of state. Like, Music's like done. Music like, industry would go dark uh, pre-digital yeah. during this period. Red um, Letter Media calls it, fuck you, it's January. Yeah. Even though, even though I don't want, didn't didn't that one like Get Out came out around this time last year? Uh, was it that say early? February? I don't know if it went January. Yeah, good things was... can happen. Get Out was li- it's late January, All late right. January at Sundance, so technically it doesn't count. But right, but and the reason Sundance is in January is because none of the movie people are doing anything. We live because we're everyone's still catching up on other December stuff. It's true, but like we're we live in a world where Netflix debuts a new thing every single week. So mm. I think in the future January will be a good new release month, but not now, not for 1987. Some. <laughs> I cannot believe I have not rewatched some of these movies. And yes, Three Minute of Baby is still number one at the box office. Yep. If we do a year-end special, be prepared for that to be one of the highest-grossing movies of the year, if not the highest-grossing. Mm-hmm. But thank God, here to save us from the January doldrums in the box office, Ninja Strike Force. Thank you, everybody. Oh my! Ninja God. Strike Force is here to save us. I have so much to talk about. You do. With Ninja Strike. Force. Have you seen this? I've seen it a couple times. Now here's why. <clears throat> so, um. This is from a genre of film that is like, is there something below Z grade? Like, <laughs> pi grade? Like, we have to get into like <laughs> theta. We have to get into like Greek letters or something. So, this guy named Godfrey Ho uh, was a film producer and he would take movies mostly like from China and Hong Kong, mm. um, cut them up, throw in random scenes of Pierre Kirby or Richard Harrison, some white guys doing ninja <laughs> shit. And then redub the Chinese movies to make it seem like they're all part of one thing. Wow! So like he would do an unfunny like, kung pao. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. So Ninja Strike Force, I actually watched uh, once with uh, my husband because it was on uh, like Univision, like super late at night, where it was called Ninja Golpeo con Fuego. So it was nin- Ninjas Strike with Force. Fire. Okay. No, Ninja Strike with Force, as okay. opposed to Ninja Strike Force. And we we're watching it going. What the hell are we looking at? Because even like with my shitty Spanish, I could see, okay, so there's footage that seems to be from the 70s about like these two guys and an orphan and one of them is like dying of tuberculosis and seems serious. And then every 20 minutes or so, ninjas show up in what's clearly new footage. (laughs) And all the ninjas are wearing really bright outfits with headbands that say ninja on them. (laughs) Bright pink like the Christmas story bunny suit, but with ninja on the front, they have a really shitty fight. And then like they try to cut scenes together. So it looks like the ninja is talking to this guy who's very clearly from 1976. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that they are so fucking terrible. The cover for this VHS is is astonishing. It is really cool. There's, there's a whole bunch of them that was like Godfrey Ho that was his Godfrey thing Ho. and it's incredibly economical but it's like unwatchable well, it's, it's it's essentially how how Power Rangers came together yes uh, <gasps> you're right that's exactly what it is yeah. except if Power Rangers was actually like a sensitive coming of age drama <laughs> and then they redubbed it and then they put in like Zords Uh, well we do have I guess a a mildly redeemable movie I haven't revisited this in a really long time but I will say that Hell Comes to Frogtown has the best trailer of all time Uh, this seems seems way ahead of its time because somebody wrote a lot of great narration for whoever this voiceover guy is reflect for a moment on the art of cinema 
Think of a motion picture like The Last Emperor and the nine Academy Awards it so richly deserved. Consider the profound emotional experience of a truly great film. Then forget it, sweetheart. Yes, better blow it out your exhaust pipe, cinema lover, because here comes fun with hair on it. Oh, that's disgusting. You're gonna see the biggest piece of shattering entertainment that ever molested your sensibilities. Oh, that sounds great. Want a plot? Here it is. It's the end of the 20th century, and mankind has blown its wad. The fate of humanity rests in the groin of one man. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. We're gonna get them out, and then you're gonna get them pregnant. What? Oh, I don't. I didn't know where to stop it. It's that trailer is never not entertaining. Oh my! And hell, I remember this being pretty, pretty fun. Just a post-apocalyptic. Hell comes to Frog Town. Hell comes to Frog Town, uh, which is a great title. Yeah. Shouldn't be I forgotten. Didn't realize until like I listened to some podcast where they talked about it, where Hell is Roddy Roddy Piper's name. Hell is? Oh, it is. I think so. Dude, it has been it has been so long since I, don't, I might not even have seen it. I might be thinking of frog gigging. I've also, never seen this, but this is like a popular like Shout Factory. I think has mm. a there, there's like a like high end uh, boutique Blu-rays of this because <laughs> people love this movie so much. I Roddy Piper. Man, I, just to talk about him briefly, because we might not get another chance. I don't think he stars in a lot of other movies. Mm. Uh, in wrestling, didn't know this was scripted. And he, I hated him so much, and I was so scared of him. So I wouldn't go near anything he'd do. I was, I took him very seriously, because uh, he was such a heel in wrestling. And it took, and years later, I'm like, he's the best character ever. I love him <laughs> so, I, he was so effective in getting me to hate him and be scared of him. I didn't. I wouldn't see his movies. I wouldn't see watch him on talk shows. I turned the TV off. He just scared me so much as a little kid. Uh, but he's. They live. I should see this just and assume it's a They Live sequel. Maybe he lived. Uh, <laughs> God damn! And the, the screenshots from this are amazing. I have not. I should have rewatched this before the show. Sorry, it's the holidays, people. We're all over the we're all over the place right now. But that's yep. that is it for movies anyway. TV's weird. Uh, as we said, it's January, so not much going on. Uh, we've pretty you know much... if Bugs Bunny is involved, it's the January doldrums. Yes, mm. they do not whip Bugs Bunny out for network television. Post nineteen fifty five, and Bugs Bunny's <laughs> doing anything. Don't worry about it. Uh, we've got well, I I first want to just offhandedly mention Chris on the third, <laughs> the Wonderful World of Disney shows part one of Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! They I showed they over did that. two nights. Yeah, two, they did it all the time. Ah. They showed over two weeks because next week it co- <laughs> next week part two will I will mention it again. Next week will be part two. But uh, oh, that's on me, some of the stuff holds up a little better when they shot movies to do that because you mm. get like two short digestible movies You're like an intermission Sammy the Way Out Seal being an example <laughs> that I experienced a few Christmases ago again I love that movie uh, but Flight of the Navigator we if you weren't here for the 86 year we mm-hmm. 86 best yep. movie of all time everybody agreed on it it was really weird <laughs> it, was, it was very heartening uh, on the 31st, CBS aired a couple of uh, slightly older specials. The first one was Bugs Bunny's Mad World of Television, uh. which is uh, has come to VHS eventually, but because it was a special, they just aired it whenever they needed to because they had it uh, you know, in the backlog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president of QTTV is thrown out the window since the shows under his reign get, only get bad ratings, so the executives need someone who knows television to come in and fix their network 
So they get Bugs Bunny because yeah, Bugs Bunny's better to do. Bugs Bunny's always worked on television, which is not true. It's mm. never worked on television. But uh, we have a clip from this horrible-looking special. Rumors abound of new changes at the QTTV network. And stay out, you bum. Worst network president we ever had. And to think we let him stay a whole week. What the chairperson wants is someone who understands entertainment. You got it, Chief. You mean a star. A headliner who can give the public what they really want. You mean Bugs Bunny? Yeah. The animation quality on this yes. is—it's not good. It looks better awful. than that dumb doctor one we talked about yeah. a couple weeks ago. No, you know, I think this one looks even worse. It was worse. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. Mel Blanc is back because he's Mr. Spaceling all up, yeah. all up over this thing. This is the 80s, uh, on his deathbed, Mel Blanc. But this, this, this is where they string together shorts. Yes, right. that's um, the framing sequence to Bugs. But Bugs, what should we put on our network? Well, mm-hmm. I remember a cartoon about the, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's terrible. But one that looks slightly better uh, mm-hmm. was. Right after this, it aired. Uh, it's from 1985. It's called The Romance of Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. And it's a new for 1985 special starring Betty what? Boop. It's it's very ugly, but the mm-hmm. animation's kind of interesting because it, it's got like, a, it feels like a 70s, like almost like a Ralph Bakshi-ish kind of thing. Oh. Uh, it's directed by Bill Melendez. Yeah. Which you know yeah. who that is. Can yeah, you explain who that is? Yeah, he's the pioneer of every single Peanut special you've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, became his bread and butter, but a former Disney animator who went on to kind of I'll say pioneer television animation. Mm-hmm. That's that was a long time ago, 19, <laughs> 1965. There was not nothing like The Simpsons ever. Yeah, and we've got a clip from that. New York, nineteen thirty nine. Not even the closing days of the Great Depression have slowed the life or dimmed the spirit of this great metropolis, where eight million stories filled with hopes and dreams fight to be heard above the pounding of the big city's heart. Unfortunately, we don't have time for eight million stories, but we would like to tell you one little story about a romantic, hard-working New Yorker, an independent girl who wants nothing more than to put her feet up and marry a handsome millionaire. Her name, Betty Boop. Give your boop, boop, Oh, Betty Boop. Complicated yes. relationship I have with Betty Boop. I am teasing this now. Because I've been only excited to enter 1988 because I get to talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little disappointed to do a quick Google search. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is great for a billion reasons, so I, I might as well rattle off one per episode until we talk about it in November. <laughs> uh, but one of them is it is some of the last times original voice actors appear as the characters they personified. Most notably, Mel Blanc. Yeah, you get Mel Blanc as all the Looney Tunes. As all the Looney Tunes and a Except great performance. Yosemite Sam. Yeah, he couldn't do Yosemite Sam. Too yeah. much yelling. Uh, but the best one was Mae Ketzel. Uh, she wasn't the yeah. original voice of Betty Boop, but she was kind of the primary one. She's one of them. During the heyday. You know, yeah. But she's, they put her, and they put her, they cast her in Roger Rabbit. It's it's like, one, it's, I think she was almost 100 years old when she was doing oh, that voice in Roger Rabbit. Wow. She but she's great. not the voice in this. She still got it. Bummers. Boop, boop, beep, <laughs> uh, And yes, Love you can see her nipples. I'll explain later. Uh, <laughs> um, give, me, give me the rest of you, give me a year or so. But, uh, and also, so uh, the credit on the screen right now is written by Ron Friedman. He's also uh, a voice credit as Ethnic Voices. <laughs> So Ron Friedman plays ethnic voices, and that's oh. it for TV in oh 1988 this week. Except for uh, as you as you put it off, Mike earlier, Crick, uh, Chris, 
<laughs> a bunch of Moesha reruns. <laughs> That's not this That's decade, but might as well be Moesha reruns. And, and games are hella light, too. We sometimes yeah. have to bend the rules on what games we mention and what games we don't, but there was there was nothing we could even fudge to get a game in here. Nothing comes out December 21st or afterwards on a retail level, uh, video game-wise. But we still got music to talk about, right? Well, right time? we can look back at the 1987 music. Okay. About it. Because Faith by George Michael is still number one. Yeah. Of course it is. In 19, uh, what is this? Where are we now? December 29th through mm-hmm. January 4th. But Rolling... Is this their first best... Is Rolling Stone's first best 500 albums list? Or just... Do they do no. it every year? No. Um, they did it back in like 2003 mm-hmm. or so. So I like to go through them and see, all right, what did they pick out for oh. the years that we have covered? Because there's... There's no new music coming out, you know, the first week of January. But, like, this is what will come out this year. <laughs> no, this is for 87. These are oh, looking okay. looking back of all the albums that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's worth uh, What's worth actually looking back on? So mm-hmm. Rolling Stones said uh, Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded, which I don't think we even mentioned. Yeah. George Michael's Faith, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, Natch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson, Bad, Natch. New Order, Substance, Prince Side of the Times, Definitely. Uh, Public Enemy, Yo Bum Rush, the show, definitely. Bruce Springsteen's Tunnel of Love, Def Leppard's Hysteria, Eric B. and Rakim, Paid in Full, REM Document, U2 Joshua Tree, and The Smiths, Louder Than Bombs. Holy shit. That's a pretty good year for music, yo. That's 87? That's all 87. Holy shit. That's incredible. But on the charts right now, we do have Jody Watley's Do You Want Me? So why don't we close out 1987 with that, and let's see if 1997 from, from December 29th through January 4th gets any more interesting. I bet it doesn't. If you like shows like Laser Time, Video Game Apocalypse, and 302010, then you should know these shows are almost entirely listener-supported through patreon.com slash lasertime. For as little as five bucks a month, you can make sure all Laser Time shows keep going and get weekly, exclusive, uncensored, and commercial-free bonus show, Bonus Time, in return. Here's a taste. The thing I asked you guys to notice about me, which you still have not, last guess. Last guess. Uh, oh, it's not the teeth thing? It's not the teeth thing. Uh, shaving? It's why everything's different. I probably seem a little weird. Not shaving. Uh, eating It's not what, what you're looking at me. It's not something that's on me. It's something that I haven't done. Eat, eaten? Because well, I didn't get to eat. Yeah. I didn't bring you keep mentioning uh, that. No. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, wearing a diaper? No. Oh. What, I, what, do, what am I not doing? What have I not done? Vaping. Oh, you're not vaping. Whoa. Wait a minute! I, I well, that's right. You were vaping yesterday. Through noble, per, through no noble means, I uh-huh. dropped it this morning at six a.m. Oh, I see it in pieces here. Every moment from here on out is the longest I've ever been without <laughs> it. Boy, um, with the stress of a trip and these teeth thing, and then no vaping, I, this is not a time to quit vaping. I'm saying, well, I, I, I'm not. I gonna, wouldn't. I'm, Get your weekly bonus podcast, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive videos, gameplay days, and more by supporting Laser Time at Patreon.com/slash Laser Time.
Coming in with Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? Mm. How Do I Live? Number two on the charts because nothing can topple Candle with the Wind's monopoly over the music charts. The soundtrack to my adolescence. Really? Absolutely. My, we've talked about how I, I come from uh, the the purest white trash. Uh, <laughs> I just did your white power symbol. Uh, uh, mine? <laughs> you do you that. give me credit for the okay sign? <laughs> you do it a lot. Uh, the... Uh, my my family. I grew up around a lot of uh, country music, especially contemporary to the '90s and 2000s country music. This is Ryan Twainy country music. Yeah, the which uh, Garth Brooksification sucks. It's mm-hmm. almost all bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it also gave me an, a taste and appreciation for your classic, your Conway Twitties and mm-hmm. such, and your uh, your Dollies and and Hell things yeah. like that. Your so, Chipmunks uh, country album. Absolutely. Really good. Well, really that's good. the. I mean, why even put that on the list? It's I shouldn't have just thrown the benchmark the out there. That's not fair to anyone. Yeah. How exactly. Did get the, how did they get their tiny little paws into cowboy boots? <laughs> I have the album. I can show you the cover especially made it's okay. adorable duets abound but oh you did the ro- we diana you grabbed the rolling stones 500s look yep. at the previous year's worth of music cool. yeah. so basically if you're in december if you're living in december 29th through january 4th you either bought one of these albums or probably should yeah uh in 1997 Bob Dylan, time out of mind. That was a huge, like that was huge. That I remember. That was like for one of the, Bob Dylan, for Bob Dylan, yeah. who had rarely ever charted with his music, and it's it kind of did it sweep the Grammys eventually. Yeah, I think it did, and it sold really well. That is not those things never happened to Bob Dylan before. <laughs> that and my dad's a huge fan. I got to live vicariously through him. His mm. excitement over Bob Dylan. But Radiohead's OK Computer, Fuck yes. uh, Bonavista Social Club, uh, and Janet Jackson's The Velvet Rope, and the Notorious B.I.G.'s Life After Death. You probably should own one of those albums. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jumping back into the rest of the pop culture minutia, or newsia, just news. How about just news? <laughs> uh, December 29th through January 4th. This is crazy. On December 31st, was there an expiration date? Microsoft buys Hotmail. There must be some kind of uh, uh, contract thing or <laughs> yeah. something, right? Or tax yeah. thing. That's, that's what Amazon lists things that don't have release dates. That's the only thing that happens on the 31st. Yeah. Or it's Wikipedia not having the real date. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I, just, I do not remember a time when Microsoft did not own Hotmail. That I mm-hmm. found very confusing. Yep. Yeah, don't remember a time when Hotmail wasn't a part of Microsoft, and it doesn't even really exist. Does it? Hotmail? No, of course it Anymore? does. Anymore? Uh, I still... If you have a job it, where you collect email addresses, you get a lot of Hotmail and no, AOL. No, no, well, yep. uh, It redirects to Outlook, like Hotmail.com. Okay. And they all rolled over. Uh. Um, if you, I don't know how that works because, oh, of course I have a Hotmail account. Do I have to put my email address in when buying anything with a credit card? You're getting my Hotmail account, and I'm not going to see what you send me. FBI shows yep. up at your door. Sir, are you Boner Bubsy69? <laughs> it is a lowercase x, capital X, lowercase x at Hotmail.com. I, I was going to, I didn't, I, I want to say what it is, but I can't, I don't want to, I don't want any more spam in there. I do have to look in there occasionally. Um, but yeah, Microsoft buys Hotmail, one of the first high profile acquisitions, I think, of Microsoft slowly buying up a ton uh, of shit. Internet mm. stuff, definitely. The internet stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, December- and does everyone know why it's called Hotmail? No. Because you can use it with HTML. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Whoa. That, so that was really an innovation. It's, yeah. Holy shit. You're right. When I think of snake backwards. I had very little time with early email, but it was like, what do you call that? Like word, my, WordPad, ASCII, yeah. like very basic. <laughs> you can, no character mm-hmm. formatting, mm-hmm. Uh, no, no italization. You used a client. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. I Damn, Diana. H-T-M-L. I just had AOL. Um, but also on December 31st, Opryland USA theme park closes no. and is demolished. Yeah. There was a Opryland. I'm guessing it's Grand Ole Opry themed. Yep. 
Oh my god, long? that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I'd go to that. I was I stayed in their hotel once. No, but what? I didn't go to like the theme parky part. Is it like Dollywood? But not as but good. But not good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I guess. Yeah. It was Defunct Land. Do an episode about this, please. Yeah. It was sort of like a it was like a really big courtyard by Marriott. That's what I remember the hotel being like. <laughs> so like no rides or anything? No, I think they had rides and stuff. I just didn't get to go there because that's okay. not why I was there. But... So it looks like the hotel or convention center survives, but ah. like a, a, any, there's nothing resembling a theme park. I'm seeing on a quick Google glance, but I love me some fucking defunct theme parks. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. I think it's just a beautiful metaphor of how temporary everything is. Ellen's uh, mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, Ellen yeah. uh, and Bill Nye don't tell you about oil anymore. Can we say why? Why you know this? Um, I just like looking up the the most popular baby names for any given year. Yeah, but what's your um, association with, ba- my, ba- with baby names? My association with baby names is I ran for many years and still technically do a website devoted to terrible, terrible trends in baby names and bad <laughs> bad names that people give to their children thinking, this is going to make them unique. And it's like, no, no. It's going to be like, if you're lucky, they get to be a stripper. Um, so, yeah. Now, I have to say, though, it's kind of addictive. Social Security Administration's tool for like looking up names, mm-hmm. you can say like, Go, go to their website and like look up Chris mm-hmm. and see the popularity over time of that name going back to like 1890. Whoa. It's really neat. That sounds cool. So these are all the people it's like 10 years from now they're all in you know elementary school 20 years from now they're all in college and you know if you're like me born like the late 70s every guy you know is named Matt, Mike, or Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of girls are named Jennifer and Heather and you can like follow that sort of the pattern is really really neat to watch. So the most popular baby names for 1997. By the way, if you're having a baby, avoid the top 20. Just and don't hmm. don't misspell it thinking that makes it different. <laughs> so uh, Emily, Jessica, and Ashley for girls. This holds up. How many 20 20 year olds do we know those names? Lots. Yep, lots. And for guys, Michael, Matthew, and Jacob. Mm. And those are all the same as last year. And Jacob making a bit of a comeback. That, that's damn near biblical, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Jacob's, Jacob's been like in the top 10 for like the last 20 years. But, it's d- really popular. People, do not be confused just because we're dabbling in 1988. Mm. You have to know what movie is number one right now. Because this is going to be the Candle in the Wind of the 97 movie segment. I think it might go longer than Candle in the Wind. Wow. Because oh, yeah. Titanic, of course, is of still number one at the box office. And will be for almost an entire year. It, it's... <laughs> Man, it just feels like a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, are you reading those articles about the Disney Star Wars monopoly? Like, you have to guarantee this Star Wars movie is going to play in this theater for four weeks, or we're not. F- four weeks. They had to get a written guarantee that a movie is going to stay in a theater for four weeks four because weeks. that is not the life cycle of a film anymore. Nope. Titanic um, very literally will still be in some theaters when it comes to home video. Yes. Although weirdly, it's mid-December now. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner is still playing two blocks away from my house. That, I don't know how. I think because some, someone there is worth pra- someone working there is a champion and worth praising because so. a lot yeah. of people didn't see that movie and it was really damn good. Laser Time did our best of movie episode already. You should definitely give that a listen. We talk about that yep. a lot. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time on Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite movie ahead of the Prestige mm-hmm. December releases. That's my favorite movie of the year. It might be mine too. Yeah, it's it's my top three right now with that Coco and Shape of Water. They're all fighting for damn. my brain right now. I'm a, I'm a three billboards man, and the disaster <laughs> artist is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yep. But anyway, speaking mm. of movies you don't want to see, Young and Dangerous Four. <laughs> what is? This has to be Young a Hong Kong film or something. Yeah. 
Um, but Oscar and Lucinda? Uh, yeah, with uh, Rape Fines and Kate Blanchett. I think that's, uh, it's an Australian film, but I think it's kind of the first time Kate Blanchett started to get some international attention. Huh. And then by the time we get to the end of 98, she'll have made Elizabeth and people will be paying attention. Okay. And she'll be a star, baby. And then she'll be Galadriel for till the end of time. And then she'll um, like break Thor's shit yeah. and ruin everything. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Clay Blanchett for president. And here's a movie I avoided because I avoid all movies about boxing. Um, <laughs> but it's not really about boxing. I know. Daniel Day-Lewis in The Boxer. After 14 years in prison, Danny Flynn is coming home. He's not one of us. When did you really come back here? This is my home. So what are you going to do? I thought I'd try and get a few fights. Not about boxing. He's going to get a few fights, N.D. Yeah, well, he's just a poor boy and his story seldom told. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> ah, have you seen this film? joke is for old people. We, we um, just talked about Daniel Day-Lewis and how selective he is with roles. Yeah. This is the most normal I've I've ever seen him. Y- yes and no. It's him reteaming with Jim Sheridan, mm-hmm. who did In the Name of the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going back to uh, Irish stuff and also prison. Mm-hmm. Um of the two, this is the weaker one. In the name of the father's fucking great, mostly because it's got Pete Paul's weight, motherfuckers. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, and this is, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's poor guy trying to get his shit together. Comes a boxer, tries to get his shit together. It's Ireland, so everyone's kind of depressed and drunk all the time. Oh yeah, I've seen that cranberries video. I know exactly <laughs> what it's like. I want to see him so bad being like a Kevin Smith movie. Like I want to see him like play a dude yeah. who I want to see him play like a guy that like works at Target and you know like just like goes home at night and watches a football game and like goes to bed. Like I want to see what he would do with that. Yeah, for real. Like just can you please cameo somewhere as yourself so we can see what you are actually like, Daniel Day-Lewis? We'd go blind. We'd go <laughs> we all know. Blind. You can't. can't. It's like a solar eclipse. <laughs> it's like crossing a stream. You don't want to see that. Um, uh, he does that nice. to protect us. Yep. Actually, uh, speaking of being drunk and running around in Ireland, this is what I was doing at this time. I was being drunk and running around in Ireland in 1997. Because, because, uh, as I've said many times, I was an exchange student over in England, and I thought, okay, so at Christmas time, we're in very majority Christian-ish countries. I mean, we got state religions and shit, so everything's going to shut the fuck down. So I'm going to go somewhere really pretty where I can just wander around because there's nothing to do. So I went to uh, rural Ireland over where they filmed The Quiet Man uh, in Kong. Wait, did Grim talk about this or was that you? <laughs> Maybe. Because like, they, they screen the movie in like every room. Like, it loops mm-hmm. constantly on a little television. Yeah, because because well, it, it's like the most famous thing to have happen there. John Wayne coming from yeah. the movie. Yeah, they like rebuilt his cottage, and that's and they have like a plaque like honoring mm. him and John Wayne. Like, thanks for coming to our little town. It's kind of not a lot going on here. <laughs> um, and it was it's like I guess it's pretty busy in the summer, but because it was winter, uh, I was the only out of towner in town, mm-hmm. and it was weird because like. I get off the bus, I walk over to the hostel, the hostel is empty, it's like a 200 bed hostel, I'm the only guest, also I'm reading The Shining right now, <laughs> yay, um, and like the guy's taking care of it for like the other, the people who actually live there, and he just like, hey, you just stay in the house part, like, don't even bother with the hostel part, just stay over here, it's cool, and uh, we watch a bunch of movies, and I explain Hanukkah to him, and then like went down the pub, and now everyone in town knows who I am. It's like, hey, it's the Hanukkah lady. Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, hey, it's the American. You're from San Francisco, right? I'm like, who the fuck are you? 
<laughs> We've heard tell of you along. Oh, yeah, it was Wait, such you're like... a Jew. Listen, what's a bagel? <laughs> it really was like, okay, this is the start of like an adorable indie comedy right here. Okay, yeah. I'm going to meet some like handsome shepherd guy and we're going to have wacky misunderstandings and, and then we're going to have a lot of sex. Anyway... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just I, I just rambled and roamed around the Irish countryside. Then I went uh, up to Belfast, and uh, that was weird because the ceasefire was a little bit in danger, but mm-hmm. uh, it was before the Good Friday Accords, which will hit uh, good come Good Friday. And uh, and then I met up with some of my friends in Edinburgh, and we got fucked up at Hogmanay. <laughs> Everyone go to Scotland for New Year's. Everyone. I've never okay. even thought to. It's- I they take it fucking seriously. Yeah, I, I, t- I had some real dipshit friends who they they scared me <laughs> off of it. They said you have to you have to get in a fight or they won't respect you. So just like start something, get knocked out. He'll buy you a pint and you just go about your merry. You, you have to leave something about they went to a town or a district where you had to like leave the bar on your back or something like that. Just ah. get as hammered as you can. Whoa. You do get as hammered as you can. We got so hammered one of my friends went off to the bathroom and i knew he was really drunk and i explained to him it's like the bathrooms you make two rights go in the bathroom and then when you come out make two lefts and we're standing right in front of this store okay look at the store do you remember the name of the store uh 12 hours and 60 miles later we found him (laughs) (laughs) holy Uh, shit i don't want to fight a scotsman they're making boxers now oh (laughs) man it was great. Well, I guess that's as good a way as any to segue into television. Yeah. These are these are dark times, people. The early Jans. Uh, but oh, we... I mean, for one show that was uh, very important to me as a kid, which mm-hmm. is Living Single, uh, finally ends on January first. Keep your head up. What? Keep your head Let's up. Let's listen to it. Yeah, I I don't know why I remember the theme song so well. <laughs> One of the cast members passed away, didn't he? Was it him? I can't remember. Yeah, it was pretty recently, right? Yeah, but uh, I guess more notable than... It's got to be notable. There can't be a female-led black cast sitcom before this. Or especially not one... Uh, Well, well, there was another world. Different world. world. Or different world. But they were, they were they were young people. Yeah, well, and, there's two two seven, but that's a family comedy. Okay, yeah, um, which I love two two seven. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I feel like this is it's it's kind of funny that we're the Sex and the City book has come out mm-hmm. in this point, but we haven't gotten the TV show, huh. and everyone talks about like oh, Sex and the City. It's like the Golden Girls with sexy, and it's like or like Living Single, Living Single, <laughs> and and it's yo lo- racist. And she was a reporter or a uh, what do you, a writer. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, right. something Queen like Latifa that. Queen Latifah was? Right. Yeah, wasn't she something like that? Yep. And I, wa- I wanted like, to give City. that credit because being the first or only success, like super successful version of it uh, of its kind, mm-hmm. turn on your TV, flip around, you're going to find... Living Single is airs all over it's the place, whereas on. everything that aired around it, I don't see as much. Mm. Uh, like Married and Children and Martin were Sanderson there, and I, I caught a lot of it because of The Simpsons. They ended up pairing... The Simpsons with Martin and Living Single, so I watched a ton mm-hmm. of it. Me too. Um, and sort of stopped when they moved The Simpsons. Mm. But uh, it's it's cool to see that this is 
this has lasted way more than I think anybody would ever expect it to. I was surprised it was actually on. It was on for five seasons. Five seasons. 118 nice. episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, Queen Latifah led a show for 118 episodes. Isn't that cool? It's crazy. Yeah. Oscar winner Queen Latifah. Yeah. And it was Oscar performing the theme song. No, she won, didn't she? No, she didn't win. Oh, she didn't win? Sorry. Bring down the house? And it, no. It was definitely made to, to make a black-focused Friends, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a great enterprise to take on like yes, why not it's one of the biggest that. shows in the world it's the whitest show in the world like make it for other people yeah, there, there's... and it's a pretty basic template these guys have wacky roommates yeah mm-hmm. there <laughs> they live across the hall so, from each other sometimes they have boyfriends or girlfriends and sometimes they don't mm-hmm. there's what the, the girls live in one place the boys live in the other place yeah and they switch sometimes yeah i ended up watching this i think a lot more than i watched martin just because i found uh martin a little too grating but this is like yeah this is more like down this to earth. Is, relatable. Yeah, this is a little bit more my speed. I guess I, in some ways I was almost too old for it in the, like in an aspirational sense. Like when I was much younger, when I was a little kid, I didn't play like princess. I played like businesswoman, <laughs> and the idea of like living in a cool city in a cool apartment with like my cool friends and we like do wacky stuff and go out and you know get dressed up and oh she's cheating on my boyfriend oh no it's a boyfriend and then like, but then we all hug at the end mm-hmm. like that's. That's like when I was ten. That was like the thing I wanted to have my life be about. So living single like started just past where I was it gonna feels feel like, it that way. Do they do something? Do they do something to piss someone off? Who cancels a show on New Year? Who January? There's a finale on New Year, I, New Year's Day. I'm Again, sure I, they hyped it because what else is on TV in New Year's? Yeah. You're nursing a hangover. Oh yeah, maybe they want the finale to just like have no competition. Because huh. guess the fuck what? what? There's no competition this uh, week except one thing. I'm very excited to talk about, and I'll explain why. But uh, first of all, the Wonderful World of Disney airs the made-for-TV movie Principal Takes a Holiday, uh-huh. which is notable because it's the only time we tried to make Zachary Ty Bryant a thing outside of Home Improvement, what and it did not, not even, take. Not even Fast and the Furious. Oh my God, he's one of the guys. He's one of the. He got a moment to shine during a kid rock song. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, where he plays a, uh, he's a kid who's like having trouble. His school record's bad. He wants to Ferris Bueller it. So he, uh, gets, uh, a bum played by Kevin Nealon <laughs> to replace his principal, Kurt Fuller, who's out on injury. So they're both great. That's great ah. casting. There. That is a great cast, yeah. but I tried watching some of this and it sucks. I'm sure it's abysmal. It's really terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible kids TV movie, you know, and, and JTT is just showing him up left and right. Any, any chance he can get. Nah. I think JTT has already left home improvement at this point. Maybe. Mm. We did talk about it a couple months ago, but on um, a different show. Yeah, but uh, the Magnificent Seven, the series, what dun, premiered? Dun, 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 there was a series dun, 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 on. Dun, 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 yeah, that's dun, the themes. Dun, I was like, dun, should dun, I get dun, the? Th- yeah. What? 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 Come on, what? it's one of the best themes of all time. It is. Yeah. Uh, that's not the clip we have. Actually, the clip we have is is pretty fun. But yeah, it's. No, I, remember, uh, I remember Michael Bean being on this and me thinking mm-hmm. like. Why? Why don't you still have a film career, Michael Bean? You're awesome. <laughs> he is, and he's good on the show. I watched a bit of this. Uh, it went for two seasons, twenty-two episodes. Full on western, not set yeah. in modern day. No, full on, huh. full on nice. western. It's uh, also Ron Perlman's on it. Yay! Uh, he makes everything a, better. He really does. Ron Perlman's the best. But I've got a clip here of a uh, from the pilot of a special guest star <gasps> who I've <gasps> never seen in this capacity. And and there's a there's one super special thing about him in this clip. Oh, and I want to see if you guys can guess it. My instructions could not have been more explicit. Well, you were very explicit, Carmen. And yet, for some reason, they were not carried out. I have shot my own men for less! <laughs> wow, yeah. Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith playing a, uh, a southern gentleman who, cowboy, uh, Civil War guy, who has a ponytail. Kurtwood Smith wow. has a ponytail. And he's a confederate. <laughs> 
Somebody, so yeah. Yankees leave. Yeah, I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say engines, but I like the Yankees. <laughs> oh, they're both really good. Uh, oh boy, but Kurt Smith with a ponytail. Which, if anyone, if you've ever heard stories about how he is in real life, Red he, Foreman, ladies and gentlemen, Red Foreman, mm-hmm. he is like a chill ass surfer dude who like loves surfing, and he wears <laughs> nice. like shorts and like Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Wow. So people always like anyone who's ever worked with him is like he is not Red Foreman at all, and I think it's funny to see him with a ponytail because he might have just had it at that time. Um, but well, the thing oh. I really want to talk about is uh, on January 2nd, Homicide Life on the Street airs the episode Closet Case, uh, mm. where Peter Gallagher... Closet, closet Case, do you get it? You'll get it in a second. I get it. Uh, Peter Gallagher guest stars as the owner of a gay-friendly restaurant. One of his patrons is murdered, so he gets kind of involved in the case as like uh, like a person of interest. Uh, he asks out Tim Bayless, uh, who's one of the detectives oh. there, who accepts. Hey. Uh, and then he they go on dates, and Tim Bayless becomes... As far as I can figure out, the only bisexual male on a network show, wow. uh, which is a demographic that I wish had been catered to when I was growing up. As of yesterday, you were sleeping with Juliana Cox, right? And now today, all of a sudden, you're uh, going on dates with a, no, with a gay man, is that it? I'm not gay, if that's what you're asking. And what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it all out. I don't know if you've noticed this, Frank, but uh, I haven't really been happy for a long time. So I am going to have dinner with Chris Rawls, who I find uh, intelligent and funny, and uh, we're going to drink some wine, and we're going to laugh, talk, enjoy ourselves, be happy. Ew. Oh, go Bayless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, that's nice. I can't think Dude, of... be attracted to the person, not what they got downstairs. I, I well, no, yeah, you can be into that. I mean, you can be into being... whatever they got downstairs, but I mean, my personal preference type thing is that um, I, I was constantly uh, harassed uh, for being gay, and I'm not actually. I, I throw off everyone's gaydar, um, but I've always sort of been like, I'm not attracted to women, but there's the possibility that. There is the right woman out for, there for me. Yeah, it's yep. a spectrum. And if I met the right woman for me, you know, I, it's a joke, but I'm not gay, but I'll learn. It's <laughs> like, if I'm so attracted to that person, I, I will make it work. I, I, but meanwhile, dudes are awesome. Uh, <laughs> Even though they've you. ruined the world, they yes. smell nice. I and like the movie them. business. Sorry. Yeah, I like scratchy faces. <laughs> uh, I feel, always feel like pedestrian and boring that I can't spread. I feel like someone who like won't eat sushi. <laughs> Like I no, all I like is hamburgers. That's all I'll ever eat. I will not try men. Never. Can I make yeah. a suggestion? What? Get pegged. Get pegged. Go for it. Huh. Mm. See, I. But that's the thing. Now of my age and slovenliness and hairiness and I don't want, I don't want to put anybody through that going back there. <laughs> like Aww. I don't. No. I'm. I'm. That's an act of being considerate. I don't. It's maybe true. it feels great. You know, I feel like there's a Britney Spears song about you that you're not a bear, not yet an otter. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that's okay. it for TV in but, 1997. Yeah. I really, I want to go back and rewatch Homicide: Life on the Street. It's I remember, a, it a was lot of interesting a, stuff it there. Was really, it's one of those low-rated, critically acclaimed shows. Every episode I've seen has been great and had an incredible cast. You saw Andre Brower right there, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is weird to see him, you know, as a cop still. If you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the exact Nine-Nine. same room in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Munch? Munch? Yeah, that's it. that's where, where the Munchiverse is. Played kicks by off. the Bells. Yeah. Uh, but why not go out with some Paula Cole? Because she doesn't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I don't want to wait by public call. I'm guessing that's charting. Yep. Uh, but and seriously, I did my best. There's nothing going on with games right now. No. But thankfully, next week you'll have a little something, something. Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of December 29th to January 4th, yes, there is. Oh my god, back up, because I got stuff to talk about. First off, uh, December 29th, 1967, 50 years ago this week, the Trouble with Tribbles episode of Star Trek airs, everyone's favorite episode because it's so funny, and Tribbles are cute and fluffy. And, you know, if you've never watched any original Star Trek, that's a fine place to start because you don't really need to know anything. It just makes sense on its own. And then uh, something I've delayed for a couple weeks because we had other things to talk about, like, you know, The Graduate and In Cold Blood and other stuff. But I wanted to just clear the deck so we can start off 1968 right. I was actually back in uh, December 15th. Valley of the Dolls was released, the movie. I love this movie so much. This is gay camp heaven. It is amazing that this came out, you know, within a week or so of The Graduate, which, like, is looking forward into sort of the youth movement of the 70s, it's the youth movement of the 60s and the 70s, and, like, how things are changing. Meanwhile, Valley of the Dolls comes out, which is supposed to be, like, sex and drugs, and it looks like it's made in 1947. There is no hint that rock and roll exists, or birth control pills, or women having jobs, or it is so bad and stupid, and it thinks it's being really edgy, and instead it's just freaking hilarious. Everyone acts like a drag queen in it. I might have to live tweet it or something, because 50, the 50th anniversary of the original Valley of the Dolls just makes me so happy. And yet, one of my other favorite gay camp movies is Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which is sort of a remake, but not really. And it's easy to get the two confused, so this is Valley of the Dolls with Patty Duke running around screaming about nudies and having drug addiction and screaming about how my husband's not a faggot. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, please watch Valley of the Dolls. Uh, get drunk or, or have a tall glass of water or something. Uh, and just enjoy. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. Hit a dry spell with music when we're coming in with a between two ferns theme. But welcome, yeah, welcome I, to 2008. Can I just say I finally have started keeping track of every song that we've played, uh -huh. and I have the artist and the name of the song. And this one, I had to think for a second. It's like I call it the between two ferns theme, uh -huh. credited Bernard Herman, obviously, because it's it's an easy listening version of the theme from Taxi Driver. It what? Oh man, it is. It is. Listen to it again. Whoa! Just slow it down and make it sadder. Holy shit! All right. Uh, no one by Alicia Keys is still uh, number one, but I believe the 
This, <laughs> this smooth taxi driver theme is number one in all of our hearts. Uh, Diana, you're going to keep going with the most popular baby names uh, listing. But, I mean, did we even say that Between Two Ferns theme is because the first episode of Between Two Ferns, 10 years old, 10 years old. Which has now done episodes with the president and huge, the good president, and uh, huge stars. There's a Lonely Island video in the middle of it for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Most popular baby names, 2007, Emily, Isabella, and Emma, which, yep, if you've been to an elementary school, Jacob make. Jacob, Michael, and Ethan for boys. Huh. Those mm-hmm. all check out. I wonder where that came from. Uh, but Having run a small business uh, that is mostly catered to kids uh, for a year, mm-hmm. that's that's about right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Em- Emily, mm-hmm. Bella, Isabella, Isabel, Emma, Emma Lee, where you spelled it L-E-I-G-H because you're an idiot. <laughs> Get ready for uh, for Griffin and Grayson. Mm-hmm. They're going to be showing up soon. Yep. Oh, and all everything that rhymes with Aiden. We're, we're deep, oh in, my we're God, deep into yes. the Aiden. Aiden, Jaden, Zayden. Yes. Aiden, I would, I would yes. actually make that joke. I'm like, we need a separate database just for these kids because it's yeah. so hard to find them in our system Man, right that, and they're all spelled different sometimes with a y and sometimes with an i yeah. and so you can't alphabetize it is is there a single cbs sitcom you couldn't title rhymes with aiden i'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure it applies to every one of them uh but other news for 2007 we are in december 29th through the 4th we are right into the new year 2008 did i say 07 i hope i didn't uh but some some news here december 31st boston's big dig declared finished what yep it took them 16 years uh, to do it, uh, they built some bridges. They dug a fuck ton of tunnels and put the freeways under them so you can actually get around Boston. Because you know, when a city is built in the 1700s, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to design for cars. Yeah. Uh, wow. But this- it it worked. It's pretty cool. I've been through the Chip O'Neill Tunnel across the Zakem Bridge, and yeah, I've driven in Boston. It's it. They did a good job. It mm. took them forever, but they did a nice job. People don't know how to drive there but well, other than, no. <laughs> than any city is there san francisco is much worse yes uh i cannot believe this is a 10 year old change january 1st court tv rebranded as true tv the sketch comedy network <laughs> kind of <laughs> uh they're they're doing an ifc i'm like what's your new identity it'd be comedy central in the 90s yeah that's what we want to do that's <laughs> weird that's... sketch comedy shows yeah. and like comedians who haven't had their own project in a mm-hmm. while are, are allowed to make their own show i would never have tuned into court tv for any reason but i did turn into true tv because amy sedaris has a show there now yeah. uh that's nuts i wonder i thought i had read there was after the oj trial almost no court wanted cameras in the courtroom again oh god no why would you so i think that it was was partially needing to rebrand itself because that's kind of boring and very specific in terms of content that you can't control Mm. uh or program really but i think also cameras in the courtroom fell out of favor pretty pretty took 10 years but it finally happened number uh, january 3rd what joe biden drops out of the presidential race we'll never hear from him again (laughs) um and come back hunky joe (laughs) that's weird because we I was I was sort of like Diana. Why are you mentioning between two ferns? We'll just mention that in TV, but we wouldn't. It, this didn't come to TV. This no. it's at one TV special years later. But between two ferns is uploaded to Funny or Die or Funny or Die, mm-hmm. and I think becomes one of its most successful series. But nothing beats the landlord. God bless you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This um, is the uh, show starring Zach Galifianakis, produced by Scott Aukerman, mm-hmm. uh, who is the probably the biggest tastemaker in comedy mm-hmm. nowadays, and has been has become that over the last ten years. 
Is is this still happening between two ferns? I can't remember the last one I saw. There hasn't been one in a while, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there's a nice backlog. Yeah, it's not like a regular thing. They just not like a season order, but they'll if there's a big enough deal, they'll come out and do it because it's it's like besides scheduling, Mm -hmm. they just shoot it in like a day. Yeah, and it's I, I'm, it shouldn't be surprising that it works. It's Zach Galifianakis playing an asshole who's also bad at interviewing. <laughs> Asking and, the dumbest questions. Yes, just being rude. Uh, it really is fucking funny. It, man, there, there was a time that there was not so little on the internet, you'd have to revisit these over and over again. We might have to make a section in 08 for, like, internet. I know. At we've, this point. We've really hit, looking up, like, what was going on internet 2007, 2008, I think we finally have hit, like the golden age of memes mm. you know we i mean because i couldn't pin down a date we've skipped past lol cats and rage comics but those are pretty much both 2007 wow there will so, be soon a whole south park episode just built out of memes yep i believe ne- next year maybe something like that wow uh and the movies are terrible uh mm. national treasure book of secrets still number one the last day of summer never heard of it mm. uh one missed call with ed burns i feel it's you want to skip everything ed burns is in he got, he got lucked out in the indie in the his early indie days, and he has been everything he's in sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, TV. Um, Writer strike is still in full. Actually, I just realized we're gonna have an internet thing come up in just a second. But uh, first, I want to talk about the the writer strike still happening. Yeah, yes, we and we again we point you to our, an episode of Laser Time we did about sh- strikes in pop culture and about how this writer strike affected everything and kind yep. of got, we talked about it here right how it technically may have gotten a president elected mm-hmm. yeah uh, it fucked up a James Bond movie yeah yep. yeah 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 and uh, among other other things but what's notable on the second of uh, so so Conan January. during the writer strike would just like come on stage and be like what did I do today like that's what he did <laughs> yeah. so for this episode he just gave a tour of the office which to me as like uh, what was I was like an 18 year old kid who wanted to write for TV mm-hmm. and like I, this is the coolest thing in the world that to see Conan just walk awesome. around. It, I yeah. would love to see that. It and led it, to what what he does co- now. Yeah, like this. <laughs> like I feel like this. I mean, he had done all the remotes and stuff. Like there's the baseball mm-hmm. one that you mm-hmm. see replayed all the time. And but like this was this is what they do now. He goes to, into Jordan Slansky's office and shows you how ridiculous it is and throws all his stuff away. Or just literally <laughs> goes anywhere, travels. And yeah. It's oh, insane. that's yeah. I mean, I I love that. Like any talk show when they would go somewhere else it would always you know they'd bring their a game you know letterman would do that um but i love that conan goes to places that's not just like we're doing it from chicago this week it's like i'm going to estonia <laughs> i'm going to israel <laughs> yeah. going to uh, israel yeah. yeah just why not cuba or cuba yeah because he is the conan is the coolest guy and this shows like how effortlessly hilarious he is which mm-hmm. like some when you a late night talk show sometimes you wonder like how much is them how much is writers how much mm-hmm. is them coming off the top if you hear him on podcasts or anything, he's that funny he's really all quick. the time. Mm. He's really fucking quick. And he's it, the smartest guy in the world. He went to Harvard and then wrote for SNL and The Simpsons and became one of the best talk show hosts I, of all I time. I remember when I was sort of pitching new video ideas at the old com- media company I worked for, and I pretty much used Conan's remotes and Insomniac as David Tell. Like, dude, oh, just I'll yeah. go anywhere and we'll edit together something that's funny because this is easy. I'm doing this right now because it wasn't easy and people <laughs> didn't watch it. And it's not as easy as it looks to get that much fun material mm-hmm. out of an hour-long tour of something. But we have a clip of him just walking around the office showing off stuff. This is a picture of me rocking out with none other than Bruce Springsteen uh, on the show. This is great. Uh, here we're playing uh, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> uh, Bruce, I guess, just loves that song and he insisted. Fans! <laughs> 
That's so great. Yeah. Uh, He's just walking around. He's walking around. Let's give a little more of that. this to me. This is my head carved out of coral, I think. Endangered coral. <laughs> and sadly, this is actually what my face looked like in high school. <laughs> and he's had his strike beard the Strike on. beard, yeah. which became a major Conan thing mm. like he's he's grown that beard back multiple mm. times he grew it back when his show got canceled he, he grew it's like it, an he, emotion he wears on his face yeah it became his tour beard <laughs> if you ever see the documentary conan o'brien can't stop which Talk is about it in a laser time what's oh. one of the most upsetting documentaries <laughs> he's I so angry it. i love well, it's awesome has the right to be oh it's amazing but like to see him that angry is like it was upsetting to me yeah um and then uh we also have but uh, we talked i think we played that on laser time where we did a show about strikes and that Letterman made some deal with the writers union somehow got a show to be on so I think that put pressure on every other talk show like you have to go on too so they all kind of well we're not going to write anything and that pissed people off some people seem scabby but pretty much remember Colbert John Stewart and Conan just the had Colbert like a report. multi-night week crossover fight yeah. of just threats it just it seems so weird to have lived through that Conan, I, I forget the exact combination but I think it's um I think it's Conan and John winding up a punch and punching Steven into those boxes yeah <laughs> like doing a double punch like it ends with them all knocking each other out at the same time and it's it's, it's like the Rocky 3 ending I it's think not, it's not even great but it's they they without writers they accidentally made some of the most riveting shit on television and kind of fucked with the writer strike and mm-hmm. Maybe made Hollywood think, yeah, fuck them. We don't need them. And it's right at the rise of things like podcasts Mm -hmm. and YouTube YouTube and live streaming and things. So, like, we're starting to want our comedy to come from naturalism, Mm. you know, the naturalist movement in comedy. Mm. Uh, But in December, as far as I can tell, because they're the dates on the (sighs) YouTube videos. Parts two and three of David Blaine's Street Magic are uploaded to YouTube. At the very least, this is the earliest I can find the official up- uploads because they're ripped and put everywhere. Mm. They, I thought these things were so fucking funny. Yeah. And I couldn't believe 10 years later to just that make that realization, oh, that's Mikey Day. Mikey Day. The One current... of my favorite new SNL cast members. He was doing funny sketches on pre-YouTube 10 years ago. He's one of the stars of SNL right now. Kinda. He's still a featured player. I still, I, I, I think he's, he's used too much as the... Straight man, white guy who's good at reading lines and doesn't get to be a he. He has I've seen him do funny characters before, but he's become like this Phil Hartmany glue character that has to like introduce other funny people to do funny things around him because he's dependable. She pregnant man. Uh, she pregnant. I love that sketch so fucking much. <laughs> well, he's also um not Don Junior. Is the mm. other one right? Yeah. No, he's it's Don Junior. Oh, he's Don Junior. Yeah. Okay. Alex is uh, Eric. I get, I get those. Confused. I'm Eric. Uh, but. <laughs> He's you, our boss. I, I, and I when, when I'm talking to people about SNL, I'm like, Mikey Day was in that David Blaine sketch. And because it predates YouTube and you could never really control how you saw a video, you have to like right-click and open another window, it was hard mm-hmm. to go back and find video sometimes unless you bookmarked a page. It was difficult <laughs> to find. Uh, but whenever I show people this, most people are like, oh my God, that's him? No, no, no David Blaine, no. No, no. I'm taping the street magic special. Mm-mm. You want to see some magic? No. <laughs> no, you made fools out of us last time. No, thank you. Look, we were just out shopping all day. We just want to go into my apartment and relax. So bye bye. Where'd you go shopping? We went to an outlet store, okay? You wouldn't have heard of it's it. It's not trendy yet. Nobody knows about it. Where'd you buy? Uh, I bought a green sweater, if you want to know. Okay, Ooh, I bought a look. green sweater. Interesting. Are you sure you didn't buy a teddy bear? Yes, I'm sure I did. Yeah. Teddy bear, what, what the F? <laughs> how did you, how did he get it? Where's, I, his, where's my sweater? David Blaine, David Blaine, he bought a green sweater, okay? So you can't just make that disappear, okay? That's like stealing. It's the equivalent of stealing. So where is it? I spent like $48, so you're not being clever at this point, all right? You're being mean, you're being stupid. Where is it? 
Look at your effing body right now, Peter. What the what? F? <laughs> I, I was holding things! Did you feel anything on me? It sort of works. It's. I love how much that almost works in audio, but you really got to see his... I love his... Look at the trick I've just done face on his yeah. awful yeah. day. Looks into the camera. And what a good job they do of hiding that, you know, someone is now yeah. off camera and he's putting the sweater on really fast so he can come back and be like, mm-hmm. what? It's just a bunch of good, like timeless practical camera effects that anybody could do, but it's <laughs> difficult to do in one take. That I was don't... a common thing between my friends and media. What the F? What like the everything. F? I love these videos. I don't care. It doesn't he, like end up on the roof. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they did one in like 2011. Did I they? Found out. Yeah, there was one that was pretty <laughs> recent. I, I and I don't. It's on a. It's on a. It's on a channel. Not wow. Twenty million views on a, the channel. Those little rabbits. Yeah, that's the official. It is the official. Them together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing whatever the group is. I, they have other videos in there as well. And that fucking wraps it up yeah. for goddamn pretty much everything. There's no yeah. new releases in games. About the most notable rele- video game release this week is Metal Slug Three for XBLA, a series I love very dearly. Metal Slug rules and Rune Factory Two for Nintendo DS. But that is about it. We have come to the end of our show. We encourage you to go to the website, lasertimepodcast.com or 302010.net if you don't want to see our other glorious bullshit and leave a comment about what you were doing or your experience with these things and these times. It's the most rewarding thing about the show, seeing how we all connected to these weird milestones. Also, check out our other shows. What do we got, Matt? Laser Time? Laser uh, Time. Video Game Apocalypse. Bonus Time if you're a Patreon subscriber. And Video Game Talking Apocalypse Simpsons. If and, you want to... Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about that in this episode. We'll, have it, well, we'll mention it in the next episode. Talk, hmm. Yeah, The Simpsons. An episode Talking Simpsons won't get to for years because <laughs> they're going in chronological order and I believe we're nearing the end of season six. Season six. Which... The peak. Uh, the peak. It might be mm. the peak. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but Diana, where can people see you on Twitters? I'm on Twitters at LeCineNerd, mm. talking movies and stuff. And yeah, probably doing Valley of the Dolls sometime, mm-hmm. making fun of it. I don't know. Maybe I'll like post an essay or something. <laughs> just because I love the movie so much. Mm, it's so bad. Your worst half hosts uh, the video game show, Video Game Apocalypse. Video Game Apocalypse mm-hmm. every single week, talking video games, etc. And yeah. And, that- uh, yeah. Other than what, other than deaths uh, and births and deaths, we got nothing else to plug uh, except. Oh my God! There are no deaths. I couldn't How's even find possible? any famous deaths. No Yay. famous deaths. Thank God, one Christmas without a death. That would be. Yeah. I'd love to go back to that time. No one dies today. Uh, no one dies today. But our, but as always, birthday quiz. Oh, birthday is a doodly do. Who was right. born? We got someone born December thirty first, nineteen thirty seven, turning eighty years old. Uh, he was nominated for four Oscars and won one. Has played Richard the Lionheart, Hitler, Captain Blood, Van Helsing, John Harvey Kellogg, Pablo Picasso, Alfred Hitchcock, Methuselah, and despite being Welsh... Anthony Hopkins? Thank you! Yeah! yeah. Damn it! Two Damn. American presidents and Zorro. He played uh, Hitler? He played Hitler. In what? In, uh, it's called, like, The Bunker, I think. Well, cool. Yep. Huh. I'll watch that. I want to play Hitler. <laughs> uh, wow, I want to I play lost Hitler. again? Ah, Damn. Okay, that, no acting required. That is it for us. Again, hit, hit up 302010.net and maybe tell a friend about the show. Check out Laser Time on Facebook. We'll let you know the second episodes go live and when and where you can see other stuff that we do, including our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lasertime, which mildly informs some of the dumb stuff we do over there. It's worth checking out, pop culture fans, I swear. But uh, take, we're going to go out with Clumsy by Fergie, which enters the charts this week. We will see you next week for January 5th, 311th, full on in the 8s.